and gentlemen, welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Dave Stewart. We're trying something new here for the pod, a series to showcase our fans, the people in orange on our side of the fences, the people that don the orange each week and become the 12th man to the 11 on the pitch. Today, we start with one of the most well-known fans. Richard Raw is a fan that has flown across the country to support his side and grown a cult following thanks to his impromptu player interviews and his crazy orange week. We dive into how he became the Richard Raw character, how best laid plans were cut short, and how he went from having the police called on him to being recognised as the first ever supporter of the year. So welcome to the first ever Rawcast Fan Files, this week with Richard Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, this, uh, today's episode. We have world-famous Richard Raw joining us here today for the pod. Welcome day, Richard. How are you, mate? You're good. Good. I'm pretty good, good, mate. Pretty good. Um, we won't tell everyone that we've just completely fucked up the intro to this and we're starting again. <laughs> right, they don't need to know that. Take two. Take two. <laughs> That's right. So we were discussing, before I rudely cut you off, um, your origin story. Tell me about uh, what got you into football in the first place. Firstly, obviously, I used to play football as a junior. I used to play for Kingsridge Soccer Club there in Logan. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, the ground's now been taken over by the Brisbane Royal Academy as their training thing. Uh, my dad uh, was a registrar for Brisbane Southern Districts and Queensland yeah. soccer back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, Yeah. Uh, before computers. So he used to register all the footballers in Queensland via paper yeah, right. at Perry Park, I think. That was their office. Yeah, so I, I played as a kid, um, probably fell out of football. Actually, my father passed away in the late 80s and right. um, probably fell out of love or fell out of football after he passed away. So probably back more towards the mid-90s when I got married and started having kids and stuff like that. Got back into the Raw, obviously, when the Queensland Raw started and become a foundation member. Still got the plaque here somewhere. Um, foundation members, Queensland Raw, and obviously been supporting Queensland Raw, Brisbane Raw for all that time. Been a season ticket holder for, for all that time at Suncorp. And then obviously the last couple of years, uh, I've basically... Um, you know, I've had different hobbies and stuff, and the kids have got older. You know, they're adults now. So um, I took it upon myself to um, obviously venture out past home games to away games and uh, fell in love. I went actually went – the reason the Richard Raw bands thing has happened is because I uh, actually went to the grand final of the Foxtel Youth yeah, yeah. League grand final yeah, yeah. a few years Couple ago. Macklin Freck was in goal and um, – Shannon Brady and Mercer Moranovic and a whole heap of names there. Jay Barnett playing for Melbourne Victory. You know, they won. I went down there. It was only myself and a couple of other Raw supporters there. And I thought, you know what? I think it's a great opportunity to try and promote the youth type thing. So, yeah, look, I've been following the Brisbane Raw ever since they started. Yeah, and just as my kids got older, this has kind of developed. We've always worn the, wet, uh, the orange wigs, the games, even the 2011-10 grand final, something like that back then. I think there's footage on Fox tell us wearing the wigs, so it's kind of like it's just developed in the last couple of years, gone out all for it. So yeah, excellent. Well, you, you kind of answered part of my question, or well, my next question actually, about the kind of the, the the blogs and the interviews that you have for players, and yep. kind of what prompted you to get started along those sorts of lines. Obviously, you said you, you did a bit at the youth league. Did you actually get a chance to speak to some of the players at the after the youth league? Grand yeah, final, it, was, it was great. Like um, they appreciated it too. Like. You know, the Macklin Frecks and the Shannon Bradys and you know, those guys and a lot of those guys have gone off either to MPL or gone off to other A-League clubs or even gone overseas, mm-hmm. some of those guys. And um, it just drew my interest that um, we had an academy 
And we always saw we always saw the women, we always saw the men, the top end, we always saw the imports and stuff like that. And I just got this curiosity to see how the academy was working and stuff like that, where the young players were coming through. And, and is it working? Like, is our academy producing players, uh, not even just for the Brisbane Raw, but worldwide, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that money that obviously has been invested by the club, because my understanding is the Brisbane Raw Academy is probably one of one of the only academies in Australia that doesn't actually charge their academy. You know, people like Wellington Phoenix, you actually pay to go to their academy. Yeah. Because uh, right. there's guys, obviously, that were uh, part of the, our academy now. We're part of Wellington and stuff like that. Newcastle Jets. You just hear the stories of different players who have gone to different academies and they've actually had to pay to get the privilege to play in the academy to have an opportunity. And I believe Brisbane Raw don't charge. So it, I, I just took a fancy after we winning that Youth Tell Fox League. Uh, Foxtel League Championship, I'd go and suss it out. And obviously they've been down at Logan and now they're at Meakin Park and now they're doing home games all over the place. And it must be working because we've seen great results already in the last few years of players either going off to the A-League. So, yeah, and just, you know, giving them more exposure, I suppose, too, linking that. Um, we always see a lot of uh, social media for the A-League team, a lot of social media for the uh, Women's League. But I thought, you know, let's let's pick up a bit, see if we can help out the um, academy, and which they're much appreciated of, and yeah, have some fun along the way. Absolutely. Is there a particular player you you're seeing in the academy at the moment that you think is going to be able to break into the first team? A player that we may maybe not have seen in squads or in the siders yet, or even kind of made it to another club. Yeah, I think. Um, well, currently we can talk about the ones that have broken through and debut. So Keegan Zalesic. Mm-hmm. Obviously had a debut for a couple of minutes the other night. Alex Parsons, etc. You know they've had a debut for a couple of minutes, and obviously that's how it works too. You know having a team full of imports and uh, Japanese players and other guys that have come from different clubs, etc. To fill those gaps, there's, there's there's guys. Unfortunately, Harry Talbot, who's the captain or was the captain of the youth league, injured. I think he's done Achilles or knee or something like that. He's out. He was great. Uh, people like Kai DePaldo, Trent Millard. Uh, who, who else is there? Uh, Simpkins. There's a whole there's a whole range of young kids coming through our a our academy that I think in the next year or two if they get given the opportunity like some of these you know other kids have, yeah I I, I think I think it'll be great. It'll be great. Excellent. I suppose it also becomes a bit of an opportunity for the club to on sell them if they can't quite cut it into yes. the, the league. And, yeah. and obviously, but they see opportunities yeah. elsewhere, especially with the transfer system, hopefully coming through. Yeah, well, I've, I've even had those conversations with some officials from the Brisbane Raw that, you know, we, we're producing these players. Mm-hmm. And if they don't make it in our league or in our teams, um, there's opportunity to not to, to sell them, but to transfer them or loan them out to give them more exposure. Because obviously, you know, we're talking about, you know, 11 on the field, five subs, you know, there's 25, there's 25 players in the A-League team at the moment, you know, that are training... Mm-hmm you know, day in, day out, not that whole 25 are going to play. So if there's opportunity for players who have been developed by the academy, now that we've got under-23s and the NPL team, basically two senior teams below our A-League team, there's, there's quite a few players there that, you know, will hopefully get the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Now, just to move on to what uh, last year, I understand, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong with this, your plans last year were to actually travel to every Brisbane game, yeah. or at least yeah. you, it appeared that you were doing yes. it because you were pretty much in every telecast, I think. Um, yeah. what, what, where did that, I suppose, plan come from? What kind of prompted you to think, I'm going to go to every game? It's pretty ambitious. You know, it's a, it's a lot of travel. Mm. It's, a, yeah. it's a lot of um, a lot of air miles. What kind of 
gave you the idea that that would be something. I thought uh, I thought when we got this character Richard Raw Bannon going, I thought um, I tried to get to all the away games if I can. Unfortunately, I didn't get to New Zealand. That would have been the greatest, you know, trip to go um, go with the guys from New Zealand to to watch that game. But I did manage to get to every other, you know, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Ballarat, Sydney, Gosford. You know, seeing you guys at different away games too. What prompted it was just to experience that ultimate fan experience as a fan. Mm to catch up with other fans because there are thousands of raw fans all over Australia. Um, raw fans in Sydney, raw fans in Melbourne, you know, Connor Ross in Sydney, Derg Ong in Melbourne, um, guys at Central Coast, uh, Newcastle, Perth, even at, you know, went to Perth and there was raw fans there. It, I, it was just, you know, let's do it once, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <Before>. yeah. <laughs> My kids have grown up now, uh, financial, you know, financially I can do it. Uh, it was just an opportunity to experience it at least once, um, I've still got to get to New Zealand, obviously. I obviously not this season. Definitely get the Wollongong, hopefully, <laughs> down to Willingong yeah, to see yeah. um, yeah. Wollongong Phoenix play. But look, it was it was more the fact as a football fan, and and I'm I'm, I'm a diehard foreign supporter. You know, I, I love the Brisbane Roar, Queensland Roar, whatever whatever they're going to be called, Redcliffe Roar, whatever whatever the terminology is going to be in the future. Yeah, it was just an opportunity as a diehard fan. I mean, you have diehard fans that follow EPL and a World Cups and all that, you know, Asian Cups. You know, we'd love to get to an Asian Cup game overseas, you know. Mm. The Brisbane Roar mm. playing one of them one day, that'd be an awesome opportunity. But, yeah, it was just the fact that I had the opportunity, the time, the finances, and I thought, let's just do it. And, you know, if you book ahead, they're cheap flights. You just got to book ahead and hopefully they just don't change it through COVID so you lose your money like yeah. I've done this year already. So <laughs> I heard that you missed out on the Perth game. That uh, I, yeah. did, I did notice that. And I can highly recommend doing uh, Wellington away when we're allowed to do yeah. it. I've done that yes. a couple of times. It is a brilliant trip. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard from Tegan and, and, and fans and guys like yourself have said that the Wellington, you know, even a pub crawl or the nightclub crawl before it, you know, um, think- a great, great day. I think if yeah. Brisbane are lucky enough to get the game before Christmas in Wellington. Yeah, they have their twelve pubs of lock in. You'll be you'll yeah. you'll be on the go, from from midday to midnight. It'll be yeah, it'll be great. Obviously, that was next a bit because of COVID. Yeah, obviously shutting down a lot of uh, a lot of away games that you could travel to. We had plenty of away games, of course, when everything got rescheduled yeah. Yeah. back in New South Wales. But of course, we did have that one game in Brisbane on Gold Coast, realistically uh, against Newcastle, um, mm. where. Famously, you were outside with a megaphone with Josh, I believe, on the drum. Yeah, yeah. I believe you got the image of you guys on on shirts and mugs and and, and yeah, whatnot yeah. as well. At the time, though, obviously, with everything with COVID, was very new and very fresh, and no one kind of yeah. knew much about kind of what the expectations were, what people should be doing. In terms of obviously going down there, and they told everyone, you know, don't go to the game. Yeah, what yeah. Kind of, what kind of, uh, I suppose drove you to go to that sort of game and obviously be outside the stadium uh, what was i suppose the motivation behind making that trip anyway i think obviously we've been there numerous times before with asian cup games or even i think we went down there just before covid there was i think a game down there if i remember rightly but always remember there was a hole in the side of the stadium a tunnel that you could see from the road or the street mm-hmm. so my thought with josh and i was just you know why can't we just go down and sit out and look through the through the fence, basically, you know, with a with a gap in the stadium there. Um, obviously, we couldn't get in. Uh, we understood that. Uh, we just took the opportunity as Raw fans to go down and support our team um, because there was that gap in the fence. You could see the field. Mm-hmm. And 
famously, you know, New York Times, um, Daily Mirror in the UK, Foxtel. We didn't know Foxtel were going to come over and talk to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. was just a bonus. But, um, yeah, it was an opportunity to go there and support our team, make some noise, and, uh, you know, we, we came away with a win. But, yeah, it was just just opportunity to go down and just, just diehard supporters. Was there any sort of resistance from the security or from the stadium to say, "Hey, you can't be here. This is not okay"? Or did they, or did they just kind of let you do your thing because you're outside of their premise and it was not really an issue for no, them? No, um, someone called the police. The police actually came for a move on, a move right. on um, thing. But we talked to the police, and um, it was a neighbour across the road because obviously Josh was banging the drum. The neighbour across the road because the last time we went down there, all those units weren't. Like if you go there now to um, that stadium, the, the, the housing is right up against the yeah. against the stadium now. Yeah, There's yeah. Un- you know, thousands of units. So obviously someone rang. The police came. The police rang their communications and um, said it was just two crazy guys outside the stadium. I think their concern was that we were going to try and climb the 20-foot fence and get over into the stadium. <laughs> but that was never me and my fat guts. There's no way I was going to climb up over that fence. Maybe Josh could have. I couldn't have. But look, yeah, look, they nearly moved us on when they saw who we were. And there was one lone Newcastle supporter there too. Yep. And a heap of photographers. And once Foxtel came over, it, you know, it was, it was, that's the story. Yeah, it was all good. Had the players uh, take it on. Yeah, that, that was, to me, that, I would say to me, that was probably the highlight of the season. Uh, all those away trips, Perth, Adelaide, didn't match up to the fact the boys at the end of the game came over, gave us the clap. And, you know, as a, as a fan, you know, we love that. You know, you know that as a fan too. You know, you appreciate when the when the team appreciates your um, attendance to the game. And even though we weren't there, they understood they could hear us. And, um, yeah, it was good. As someone that was watching the game on TV, obviously you could hear it coming through the telecast. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of noise otherwise, really, was there? But yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was definitely got a f- plenty of airtime on the telecast as well. Now, of course, last season, or during awards season, I suppose you were also... Named supporter of the year by yeah, Brisbane Raw. Yeah. Tell us about that. Kind of how did uh, did they did they mention that to you before they announced the award, or did they just kind of? Oh, say, I'll, I'll just go. grab it. I'll just grab it. It's just <laughs> down here. <laughs> it's still in the box. I haven't. I've it's still in the box here. Look, hey, they, I had no idea they were doing this. Like yeah. until until like a few days before they were announcing, you know, player of the match or whatever it may be, but. Apparently, this is the first for the club. I, I, I didn't realise that. Um, I know Tegan reminded me it was um, the first, but supporter of the year, Richard Raw. But, yeah, I had no idea, mate, whether it was through the fact of my social media stuff. I mean, I don't have a huge following. I think there's about 500 people that follow the Richard Raw banner stuff. And one of the other main reasons we, you know, do the fan type stuff with the fans is was to raise money for Movember and, and men's health. Cause I'm really into that type of thing, but I had no idea that we're going to present that or um, have that award. So yeah, <laughs> I feel very honored, very honored. And uh, obviously when I get a mantelpiece, fireplace and a mantelpiece, it'll go up there and, and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, I had no idea, mate. It was just, I've got this, I think I got an email or a message on social media saying, you know, keep an eye out for the fan of the year. And when they when they came up, and I thought, fan of the year, you're kidding, aren't you? And then um, the funny thing is, though, the fan of the year, I think, got more likes than the player of the year. For the- <laughs> 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 it 
but I keep going back to look at it, the player of the year. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm calling Gillespie. You know, he might have got he might have got six hundred on whatever it was. You know, likes, but Richard Raw got it. You know, I thought that was funny. Um, that and the great support, the people that loved it, fan of the year. I think that's great. And it's not my award too. People like Josh Bratt, Tegan. He's done a lot of work for our social media and developing the whole cartoon thing of Rich Draw and all the, all the, I call them the Raw boys and, and yourselves and all the guys I just chat with, you know, at football and stuff like that. It's, I think it's a award for all of us, just as fans support the Brisbane Raw, because my understanding is the Brisbane Raw has one of the biggest, if not the biggest social media uh, scope in, in, the, in the sense of people talking about the Brisbane Raw. Yeah, right. always hear about yeah. the uh, conversations, um, through media and through the through the club that the Brisbane Raw always seems to be ahead of Melbourne or Sydney clubs when it comes to social media. So, um, the, you know, the Raw cast and the Raw review, Richard Raw's banner, all the different Raw things, you know, it's just a fan thing. So, yeah. Yeah, good well, congratulations on the award. That's so, yeah, I think you. you're right. I think it is the first time it's been awarded. Yeah. So if they've made it based on your activity over the past 12 months, then that's obviously something pretty pretty special on its own. Yeah. Hopefully they uh, they they obviously continue on with that because I think it's a pretty cool award to to be able to recognise people in in yes, the community definitely. that are doing their part as well. Now you mentioned beforehand about supporting your charities, your November, November yeah. and. From, uh, there are other men's health charities as well within that. Well, the main one, we, we got together with Tegan and uh, we thought, you know, well, let's come up with that Richard Roy banner logo type thing. And let's let's look at Movember because Movember is obviously high crew my mo, uh, you know, coloured at orange type thing. You know, and I think we raised, five, we set a goal of raising 550 bucks and we just got over that. And then obviously the T-shirts and the cups and that type of thing was just, you can buy them from the Royal Supporters Federation if you're looking at supporting Movember. Because no money comes to me. Uh, it's all the money goes to Movember or raising for men's health. I'm very, I'm very much into that, having even my own mental health problems a few years ago and just dealing with that and having people to talk to. So I'm very, a big supporter of men's health. And um, to me, it was a way of just doing that. And hopefully again, this season, obviously, uh, you know, be back in November time. But um, yeah, it's, it's to me, it's a personal thing as well. Um, men's mental health um, struggles in my own life, struggles in my marriage and stuff like that. But it was just great to link the football, Brisbane Raw and that together. And uh, yeah, it's just great. So first year, it was a trial to see how we go. Hopefully this year we can do a little bit bigger. The, the merch that you've obviously got, I imagine, is it still being sold at the moment or is it still? Yeah, is it, is I, it I believe you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the, and the great thing is the Royal Supporters Federation have been awesome. It's no cost to me, no cost to us as the Richard Raw banner. They, they just produce the T-shirts and the cups on a purchase basis. So if someone wants to get on, uh, I think it's rawfans.com.au, Raw Supporters, um, type in Richard Raw banner merch. And there's cups. Um, Tegan, Tegan Walsh had designed different designs for the cups, T-shirts, etc. And obviously that will change over time. But yeah, you can purchase that. I think cups are ten dollars and T-shirts are ten dollars, so very cheap. In fact, if you look on my um, some of my pages in my group, you can go back and look at guys who have bought the merch. You know, I always ask the guys if you buy something, give send us a photo so we put it on on social media. But yeah, look, you can do that. Uh, the Raw Supporters Federation being very helpful in that in that way. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, it's a great, great cause as well, it's especially yeah. knowing that you kind of filter everything that obviously is not a cost to you back yeah. into that. So that's, that's fantastic. And well done yeah. on, on reaching the 550 as well. Hopefully next yeah. year, you know, it'd be a thousand dollars and, and yeah, you kind of build exactly. from there. Yeah, exactly. You might so, go for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Great. 
last couple of things, just to round things off today, really kind yep. of simple question we ask everyone. Your favorite ever Brisbane Raw goal? What's the fav- your favorite goal, whether you've seen it in person or on TV? What was your, what's your favorite ever goal? Uh, it'd have to be the Central Coast Grand Final, um, Padaloo Corner, I think, to tie the match. They need to go to, obviously, you know, extra time slash penalty shootout. But, yeah, I think Padaloo. Uh, but I must say, um, McDonald's goal last week, <laughs> that crack oh. that he scored on the volley. Oh, mate. I, I mean, I gave him the play. I have these cups now, player of the match cups I give out yep. to the players. So I, and I know um, Riku, I think, got the most votes from the I see on the thing. And, um, player of the match, but that goal that you know, the sly fox, the old fox, mate, he, he still got it. it quality technique. And I just thought that was a ripper goal, but I have to say, Padaloo goal, the first grand final, it you know, it shivers down. I'm still getting scoop goosebumps now thinking about it. I was there with my kids, so yeah, I, I'd say that would be. I mean, there's been great goals from Broish yeah. and Barisha yeah. over the years, Matty Mackay, Matt Smith, you can name it, but I think just that grand final goals. Um, you could always say Henrique's, you know, penalty kick, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I would have to say partly, I think. I think a lot of people would back you on that as well. It's There's been a lot of incredible goals, but that's yes, yeah. the, the the man, the moment sort of thing. It was, yes, it was pretty yeah. good. Um, this might tie into it, but we'll, we'll kind of ask the question anyway. Favourite ever Brisbane Royal memory? Now, again, it doesn't have to be on the football pitch. It could be around the football pitch. It could be, you know, kind of match day or anything like that. But what's your favourite ever Brisbane Royal memory? I would say I was with my boys at a Central Coast game, Bodiac, that the game where yeah, I think yeah. we won five, maybe five one or five two against Central Coast. It was a it was a Friday night, I think. Me, my, my boys, two boys and I flew down to Newcastle, drove to the Central Coast, and were there then I think we won five one or five two, maybe or four. Is that the two bicycle kick for Bodiac? And Bo- Bo- Bodiac, yeah. The weekend that Bodiac did the bicycle kick and I think Dylan scored a goal as well. Dylan came over. I think those memories with your kids at away games, I mean, there's great highlights of grand finals and stuff like that, but um uh, also traveling to Perth, you know that was a great a great afternoon. Adelaide, great atmosphere. Uh, I'm not a fan of Amy Park. <laughs> not a fan <laughs> of Amy Park. Uh, out to Ballarat, out to the sticks to watch yep. football. Um, you know, Mercer Moranovic scoring. He's one of my favorite players too. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But I'd have to say Central Coast games, and I've been to a couple now. I, I just think the guys that go there um, from Brisbane that come down from Brisbane, it's just one of those, you know games that you know fans from brisbane fans from sydney get together we go over to the leagues club have a few drinks some meals talk some crap and banter um come over sing a few songs and yeah you know we've got our own section there so yeah i, th- I would say central coast is a, one of my favorites yeah, i think the leagues club being just across the road helps out yes. a lot for that yes. one too not a lot of walking yeah. not a lot of travel yes, and you're exactly. pretty much straight away yeah all right, mate. Look, that's pretty much it for the uh, for the show. Thank you very much for joining us on this one. No, very no much worries, appreciate though. it. And um, look, yeah, in, enjoy the rest of the season, mate. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you around. Uh, there you go, Royal fans. Catch up at, uh, at a game soon. Thank you.